I'm Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. And this is the Filmtastic Voyage. everybody it's the filmtastic voyage listen you're probably bored you're probably looking for some inspiration right i'm going i'm losing my mind i'm so <laughs> fucking bored over here we're Work, uh working or cleaning or whatever you do during podcasts listen for anybody that doesn't know we're we're, we're officially past oscar season it's gone all it the great movies are gone get over it um <laughs> so what we're left with is uh, we're kind of in this like a little bit of a downtime, yeah, yeah. you'd think. But hey, uh, Black Panther came out recently. We that ta- was a fucking great. We movie. talked about that. Already we did talk about that in our minisode. I know. Yeah, I know. But uh, we like it's crazy, man. Like, um, did you hear about this? Did you did you did you no. know about this? You hear about this? Uh, they're pushing Infinity War. Oh yeah, forward a week, right? Up a week. Yeah, it's going to be a worldwide release. That's always fun of this movie, and I mean, unless it's some big crazy conspiracy to like set off all the vac- volcanoes across the earth while people are in movie theaters or something, we're gonna we're the whole world's in for a treat. All right, that the remind- world the world's united. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of one of those plots of like a Resident Evil movie. So we're gonna turn the world into zombies so we can take it over. Right. Yeah. Like what? For what purpose? You're gonna. What are you gonna. What are you gonna. What are you gonna own? <laughs> I mean, I think they did it just to be evil. Yeah, but that's fucking stupid. <laughs> All those movies are stupid, so I guess it makes sense. But still, I only saw the first two. Um, and that's, I feel like that's all I need to see in those movies. I played Resident Evil 5, and that was enough for me. I mean, that game is one of the worst of the series, I think, but yeah. uh, I don't care. There's six movies, I think? Is there six movies? Seven movies, I think. Seven movies? I think. Because I know six. whatever the last one was, no one saw it and no one talked about it. Well, maybe I'm confused because the seventh game just came out. Maybe I'm confused. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I it, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, Alex, um, both you and I have mentioned recently that there hasn't been much to watch. Yeah. Um, however, I have some follow-up questions for you. Uh-huh. Because I've been watching and trying to research the shit out of this uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm on this whole thing uh-huh. right now, okay? Uh-huh. So <sighs> I want to help our audience figure this out. Because Spider-Man Homecoming starts off with the Vulture and his crew mm-hmm. um, taking cleaning up the uh, incident in New York, right? Yeah. With the big slugs and shit. The incident. And then it says eight years later, Spider-Man Homecoming happens. Now, for anybody who's kept up with these movies, the fuck is the eight years? Where does eight years come from? My ass. But I think I know what it is. Um, well, I think it makes sense. It makes sense to me. It does. At first, it didn't, because I'm like, wait, 2012, 2016, something's not right here. But it does make sense. Mm-hmm. I think Iron Man 1 through Iron Man... or no, Iron Man, everything leading up to Avengers, I think... Phase took, 1. Phase 1. I think that all took place within a year. Yeah. 
Because Iron Man 2, as you said, takes place six months after Iron Man 1. You're right. telling me. And it takes place during Thor. It takes place during Thor, or more, or, you know, within a few days of Thor. And Captain America takes place in the past, so that, that doesn't really exist. Right. Because um, the past never happened. And um, then Hulk, I guess, takes Hulk, place in run- the same time period, sort you of. You could probably track it, because, like, I think Hulk takes place shortly around Iron Man 2, I believe. Right, yeah. If you if you include the little Marvel one-off episode things they would do that they've stopped doing, the huh? Remember Marvel used to make these little like little short films that they would include uh, on like the DVD. Like fucking actors would like find stuff. There was one where um, that was just about the Mandarin being in prison and hanging out with Sam oh, Rockwell. That's the only one I know about. Yeah, and then the real Mandarin shows up at the end as a sort of that apology to thing. fans. Yeah, that whole thing. Like, well, first of all, who cares? It's the Mandarin. Right. And second of all, they do make these. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think. I'm not. They do. I, I, well, there was like the Thor and his roommate one, but I don't think that's canon. That was like a joke, though. Yeah. I think um, they don't because they're nobody watches them. <laughs> Um, well, so anyways, I think phase one takes place. Um, yeah, so then Avengers would take place in 2008 or 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that would mean there's like a, a phase two is like just this sprawling thing. There's like somewhere in phase two that's like a bigger gap than just like when the movie releases came out. And Did- I think it's between... Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. It's a gap. Well, hold on. Didn't you say see, the vision says something like eight years ago? Iron Man appeared and something. Oh yeah, that's this? that's right. When do you say that? He said that in Civil War. So, so then there I think the a gap, gap is between Civil War and Infinity War. I think Captain America's been hiding out for at least a year, if not longer. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Well, yeah, that's what I, yeah, I would just, okay, because like Spider-Man. It's post-Civil War. See, I don't know if Spider-Man would be hanging around for a year, though. Well, Maybe like six months, I think. Well, I don't know what Spider-Man's up to, you know. Because, okay, if you're to track, okay, if you're to track when Iron Man announces he's Iron Man to Civil War, that could be eight years, right? Mm-hmm. And then six months later, Avengers happens, and then we catch up with Spider-Man six months after Civil War happens. I think that... Wait, so you're saying... What about Avengers? Wait, you confused me. Well, okay. Okay, so it's a six-month gap between Iron Man 1 and Avengers, essentially. That's what I would guess. Something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, and then... And then... Well... It had to be more, though. Maybe like eight months or something. I'm sure there's someone on the internet has a detailed day-by-day timeline. Well, that's the thing, is Kevin Feige was like, oh, yeah, we're going to release a we're gonna release timeline. Oh, like Star Wars. Did. I love what Star Wars makes little timelines. Right, but then they never they ha- they still haven't done it. Well, I'm sure they will once this Infinity War is all figured out. Um, but yeah, but anyways, I, um, whatever. It makes sense. Somehow it makes sense. I yeah. finally... Uh, got around to rewatching Age of Ultron for the first time since the theaters. Would you? Th- <laughs> we saw that in, th- in theaters together. I yeah. remember that. What'd uh, you think? That's a dumb movie. That movie it's is dumb. Very cluttered. It's cluttered. Ultron sucks. He's a sucky villain. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, dude. I did not hate it. Rewatching it, I didn't hate it. I kind of liked it slightly less uh, the second time, but only like very slightly. It was just. It's just. A, it's a dumb movie. It's just dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I get, there's a lot of gem. Like, I get a lot of things where, like, I get what you're going for, and a lot of things I appreciate, and a lot of jokes that are really funny, and I, I there's things I like about it, but it is cluttered, and 
messy and just it's just sort of it's a whiff. I think the problem with Age of Ultron is um like the first Avengers movie is a very simple movie. Aliens are gonna attack us. Let's do a magnificent seven with superheroes. Hey, we're buddies fighting the aliens, the aliens die, the day is saved. With Age of Ultron, I think it tries to be a much smarter movie, but for whatever reason, it doesn't succeed. For me, it feels like Age of Ultron is trying to be... Well, it's like... It's trying to be this like serious superhero movie, but it's so dumb. If it, it should embrace <laughs> the dumb, but it doesn't. Like Here's the other thing. I was watching with my girlfriend, and we were talking about this part in the movie where... Ultron and his bunch of Ultron robots, which also why does Ultron need a main body if he's an army of robots also? Right, That's yeah, stupid. Yeah. And well, I'll get back to Ultron. But like he's driving a truck, right? Um, and Captain America's chasing him. Well, it's like, man, this this is like really dumb. Wouldn't it be great if that robot truck truck was just wearing like a trucker hat? Just a robot with a trucker hat? Like embrace like the stupid because it's really dumb, you know? Like or or opposite, or make it or have Ultron be an actual menacing villain, everyone's not quipping around all the time. Well, and I think that's um, okay. So some things I don't like about the movie, and then I'll name some things I do like about the movie. Some things I don't like about the movie. Yes, Ultron starts off really cool. Starts off really his, like his first scene is great. The whole thing where the and this is what this is one of the scenes I really love about the movie is you see the Avengers hanging out as friends. That's also great, and that was a great part in that movie. And then Ultron comes in and he's all fucked up. Also a great part of that movie. Indeed. Um, and I thought in general, the movie started off really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't a really big fan of like the Hydra base invasion. It felt a little, also a little bloated, but well, what I liked about that though, is it connected with, uh, winter soldier. It was sort of like you watch winter soldier and then you watch age of Ultron and you're like, Oh, this is like connected. It's, yeah. But it's like, cool. it just kind of happens. It's like started and over with, and it's just like, what happened? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just, yeah. it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, and then they also don't really explain sort of like how the Avengers are back doing this. Yeah. It just seems like raiding, <laughs> like raiding a Hydra base seems like a little small potatoes for, for the Avengers. At least like you think it'd be them and whatever like sh- remnant of shields on military they have left, but they don't. It's just them. It's weird. Well, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I uh, and this is something that's explained in Agents of Shield is basically Shield is completely gone. Yeah, I figured. Uh, but yeah, you're. It's like we we leave off when Winter Soldier thinking, okay, Shield's gonna come back somehow, whatever. They're they're not all gone, and then we start off with Age of Ultron, basically like, okay, so somewhere along the line, the Avengers made the conscious decision to come back together and fight Hydra. Like there's no like why would the Thor do that why you know mm-hmm. but whatever I can get well, he past wanted, that. he wanted the staff or whatever oh yeah that's right I can get past that like it's all like it was fine right and so the movie starts off pretty good I think where it fall like I think where it starts to unravel is um uh like they go to Wakanda. No, no, they don't go to Wakanda. Well, the, my fir- the first scene is where Ultron introduces himself to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which is like, hey, yeah. I like Scarlet Witch, and I like what they've been doing with her, but she's got nothing to do in this movie, and Quicksilver also less so. And then, like, Ultron, I hate the way he looks. 
I hate his design. That I was hate, fine with I him. hate his weird robot lips. I hate his weird <laughs> circle cheeks. They were so distracting. And I hate that, you know, for some in the first scene, you got James Spader with his gravelly, menacing voice. I'm getting cuts from all this gravel. And then um, <laughs> the second scene, he's like, ah, fucking kids, I'm making jokes. I'm quipping you, quip you with Rora. I'm like, oh, what happened? When what he, happened yeah. between scenes? When he starts quipping, I think that's the thread that pulls the, the, it's like this thread where you start pulling the movie apart. And here's the thing, like, the problem with, like, you can have, like, a fun, quippy robot villain, um, and, like, some of the stuff that he does, I like isolated. Like, there's that, that shot, like, the end of the movie where the Hulk rips him out of that plane, he's like, uh, what does he say? It's like, oh, for the love of God, and they, like, they just throw him out oh, of yeah. the plane. That's a funny shot and a funny moment, but it's, like, doesn't fit this menacing character that I feel like the movie wants me to, to feel threatened by. And here's the design thing I also want to complain about. Sure. So, you know, you got him... Ultron in this first scene and whenever he's like little Ultron robots it's just like a blank mask face with like glowy eyes right and then for some reason I don't like this is just me I think it'd be so much more threatening for a villain to not have a face that can emote to have just like a blank slate face and just have him you know the character move with his body and emote that way is so much creepier because having no eyes is very you know off-putting and not having you know yeah. not having a face that can move, and I think that if you want a threatening villain, that's that'd be awesome. I'd love to see a villain like that, just a robot who can express, who moves with physicality, a la Doug Jones or something. Yeah, I mean, okay, so here's the thing, I, and I think this is getting back to Phase Two in general, and why it's my least favorite of the phases. Even though one of the best movies, Winter Soldier, was a part of Phase Two, the best movie. Possibly. I, I haven't decided yet, but it definitely is a fucking great movie. Winter Soldier is like amazing. I think so. Um, I think phase two felt very decadent. And that is that is part of the, the problem with Age of Ultron that I have also. It was like just like instead of getting like a regular cheeseburger, you're going to you're going to McDonald's and you're getting like the big and tasty. And it's like, damn, dude, this is too much cheeseburger. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it, like it's the same problem that I had slightly with Iron Man three, but Iron Man three I think was a, a fine movie. But by the end of that movie, it's just a clusterfuck of Iron Man suits, and you're like, yeah. God damn it, just calm down yeah. just a little bit, calm down just a little bit. And I think Age of Ultron was the same thing, where it's like. They could have easily just had, like you said, just play play the villain straight. But then somewhere, some writer or maybe Joss Whedon or whoever, some Disney exec or something was like, hey, you know, you'd be great. Let's have this guy like act like Tony Stark. Let's have like so, so <laughs> the dark mirror. So then you're stuck with two Tony Starks and you're like, dude, there's not one. There, I'm, I'm trying to find a moment in this movie where there's not someone quipping. It's you know, tri- I mean, there's like weird out of place scenes where like Hulk and Black Widow are like, I can have babies and I'm a monster. Yeah. It's that, like, uh huh. That bugged me the first time, but the rewatch of it, I'm like, oh, this is fine. It's fine. It's just like, it's you know. fine. It's weak, but it's fine. Um, also, Tony Stark is a dickhead in the movie. Like, he he's is. like, I made this evil robot. I think I'll try it again. Like, it would be more sense. It would just make more sense if it was like, Tony Stark gets the the fucking cradle or whatever with Vision in it, and he's like, "All right, we did it. I'm I'm a, I fucked up. Let's kill this thing." And Bruce Banner was like, 
what if we did it right this time? And then you'd have a little role reversal and that would be more interesting as opposed to Tony Stark being like, well, I'm just going to keep doing this whole, this this thing and just hope it works one time. I mean, I think the um I think the idea is that Scarlet Witch really fucked his mind up, right? Yeah, but like that's not it like I get that's but they like don't, the idea, but it's not they don't carry through with it really. Yeah, it's also because it doesn't feel like Tony Stark's being like manipulated or anything. It just feels like he's just like he had like a bad dream and he's like Right. It doesn't feel like he's not acting like himself. One thing I will say though, and that um, stupid. what redeems redeems this movie a bit for for me is if you watch this and then you watch Civil War, it's sort of like, man, uh, Civil War really um, handled the consequences of Age of Ultron, like to the point where they made Age of Ultron more compelling to watch. I want to say I don't think Age of Ultron's a bad movie. It's a fine it's movie. Not. It's fun. It's breezy. It's just, it's just sort of dumb, and it doesn't treat it. It doesn't. It's not as serious as it wants to be, and it's not as dumb as it is. I'll still watch it over Justice League, and that's yeah. You well, know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, I watched Justice League over a couple of these movies. I probably watched Justice League over like Thor, or definitely really? Incredible Hulk and Iron Man too. Huh. But uh, just because it's like at least something's going on in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to say that, but I, I can, I, I understand it. Yeah. I mean, just for the spectacle alone of justice league, right. As opposed to like, you know, something as rinky dink as iron man too. But, oh, yeah. um, anyways, yeah. So I, it was fine. It's a fine, it's fine. It's just not great. It could have been better and it isn't, didn't, you know, whatever. Well, in Age of Ultron, uh, one other major point I will make about this movie is it's a farm, it's, it's a, it's a farm problem movie, much like the first Ninja Turtles or oh, Looper. Yeah, the farm problem. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Maybe stop putting farm, stop putting barnyard shenanigans in your movies. It doesn't work. Damn it. And that's that's one of the scenes that Joss Whedon insisted on having. Yeah. He took out, a, like, there's this whole bargaining thing where he was taking out other scenes he wanted so he could have the, the farm scene in there. And it's like, man, it didn't need to be, that scene did not need to be in well, that it's, movie. it's a collection of scenes. It's a sequence, really. Right, but um, why? Like, it, it didn't, it, it's, I don't I know. I kind of, I, I admire what they were trying to do in that. It's like, we, Josh Wien's like, I want to make Hawkeye the emotional core of this team because no one likes Hawkeye and I want to make him useful. And I appreciate that. I, I like what you're trying to do, but it didn't work. No. No one likes Hawkeye still. I love Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. No one, still nobody likes Hawkeye. And, uh, well, yeah, it didn't really work. And that's the thing. In Civil War, he was a fucking badass in that movie. Well, he's always a... I, lo- I loved Hawkeye in Civil War. I, I don't remember what he does after watching it sh- He shows up at, uh, like Scarlet Witch is, is being held captive by oh, right, Vision, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And then this big explosion happens in the background. So Vision's like, oh shit, there's someone on the premises. And then he goes <laughs> off to the explosion. And then here comes Hawkeye. He's like, man, I retired for five minutes and you guys fucked yeah. up. You know what I mean? Is this he going to be in Infinity War? Do you think? Yes, do you think he was gonna, in the trailer. I didn't 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 see him. Do you yeah. think he's going to die in Infinity War? Someone's going to die. I hope so. I I don't want to. I don't want him to like you know just kill off characters because but you know some people have to like be there for dramatic effects. Someone's got to get offed. So I think it's a fairly. I think it's a it's a big uh, certainty that someone's going to die. I would say like there's a ninety. No, I mean, I'm even. I'd say there's an eighty percent chance a character will die. I think it's a ten percent chance it might be Iron Man. Ten percent chance? Just because 
Um, I think the likelihood is, yeah, I don't I think he's, I don't think he's going to be the because one. Because, like, I'm, like, you know, there's, I don't know how much of a future Iron Man has, and they might, like, they can be an Iron Man, but Tony Stark Iron Man doesn't necessarily need to stick around anymore. He's kind of fulfilled his purpose um, in terms of the overarching story. I mean, like, they could say, he could sacrifice himself legitimately and kind of fulfill his character arc and, um, and be, like, a big old, like, oh, fuck. Thanos is really a big threat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have uh, the other that girl that becomes Iron Man or whatever in the comics. Well, um, I don't know. I, ob- you know, obviously, yeah, I don't know anything about what they plan for Infinity War 2 or yeah. Avengers 4 or whatever they're calling it. Um, I think it would be nice to sort of just pass the torch finally. I th- Like you said, I mean, like, this will be like Robert Downey Jr. doing these movies for a decade. Yeah. And I think they should end his story. Go out like Wolverine. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know if I don't know if he needs to die. I think it I think it'd be cool if he just was like, hey, I'm gonna retire or something. You know what I mean? I think it the problem is he said such an omnipresent like cast such a shadow over these movies that for him just to be like, I'm walking away just feels a little weird. Like well, how would Tony Stark just walk away? Like he'd show up somehow, or you'd, you'd find him somewhere. You know, he just he just is everywhere in these movies, and so he's you can't just retire. You have to either go to space or die or something. Well, the, the strange thing is, is if you were to leave off his character arc with uh, what happened in Civil War, I think it it's not a far cry that he would want to retire after that because that movie fucked him like. That movie fucked him up in, in, yeah. in more than one way where it's like he had regrets about being a superhero because there's all these people that died in uh, Sokovia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he basically lost his best friend. Well, he didn't lose him. Captain America. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rhodey. Well, there was that too. Rhodey got all fucked up too. And like Stark's Rhodey, like... Rhodey should have died. Shit, yeah. And like, you know, and I think... You know, like, uh, he was damaged by the end of that movie, and, and it, it would have made sense for him to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. But then here comes Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's like, oh, he's back with Pepper Potts now. That was another thing. Pepper Potts had left him by Civil War. He left. She left him? Yeah. I don't remember hearing that plot point. Was that in Civil War? with? The... It was. Okay, well. Yeah. Uh, he mentions it to uh, Steve Rogers. Mm. Um, and now they're married. No, that's what would probably die. <laughs> But yeah, no, by the time Homecoming comes around, like he's back being Iron Man, he's all happy, you know, it's like he's back being this guy again. So yeah. Yeah, well we'll see. I don't think I I, I wouldn't put it past everybody, but I'm also, you know, not gonna like put money on it. What I would put money on, honestly, if anybody's gonna die, out of the three main primary uh Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, I think the the out of those three, the one ripe for dying is Captain America. Maybe, but like again, I don't think I really don't think that, they, that he's gonna die. I think that they'll cast, they'll kill one of the lesser characters first, like Hawkeye, someone that isn't <laughs> like like a character who's big enough to be like an oh shit, we killed this character, but not but small enough that he's not gonna he doesn't actually have he doesn't have nor will he ever have his own movie. I just picture Thanos walking up to Hawkeye and just grabbing his head and just popping it with his big hands, just. That would that hey that's a good that's a it'd be kind of like how like you know this moment was like supposed to be a thing but wasn't in Thor three where Thor's stupid friends were just hanging out and then 
the uh, Kate Blanchett comes and stabs him to death immediately. Oh yeah, that like, was cool. Was I liked cool. that. No, but it wasn't like it wasn't filmed in such a way where it was like, oh shit, this badass just killed Thor's beloved friends. It was like, oh, these characters are dead, huh? <laughs> you know what's weird? The 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 uh, the Robin Hood guy. Uh, two actors. Shazam, yeah. Two different actors. Also Shazam. Oh, that that's the guy. Yeah. But yeah, two actors played that guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Some guy and Shazam. The first Thor movie, yeah, it was a different guy. And then randomly, he's he's yeah, the Shazam Z- guy. Zachary Levi or Levi or whatever is uh, him in the second one. And uh, and in the third probably one. Probably the third one. And now he's dead. Now he's uh, fucking uh, basically Superman. Right. Also, I've seen some on-scene, on-set photos of the Shazam costume looking good. Well, we'll see. You know, it looks like it looks like the it's like super red and it's got the lightning bullets. Great. Okay. I mean, hey, you know, it doesn't look like it looks like it doesn't have a bunch of stupid like lines on it, like you know how things are like that. Right. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll I'll see. see it, of course, but well, I've, if, I can't. I can't with DC. It's gotten to a point where it's like you can't tell me. It's like any movie that's coming out by them now. By now, it's sort of like man. I don't know. Yeah, you well, know. if they're doing what they said they were going to do and basically like, we're going to make a bunch of superhero movies and then we don't care about the shared universe anymore. Good. If that's what, if they're doing it that way, we'll see. Good. I mean, like Wonder Woman 2 is definitely happening. Speaking of which, I hear that Kristen Wiig's up for the role of the cheetah. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, make them one-offs. Don't, abandon the whole DCU thing. It, I would, if I was me, I mean, like I'm not in charge and it would be a Probably a bad financial decision, but I would say reset button, pull the big lever, stop the presses. We're doing a hard reboot of the DC universe. Unfortunately, the problem is a lot of the casting is good. Uh, some of the casting's good. I mean, like, I think with the right script and director, Superman could be great. I think Gal Gadot is doing fine. Um, I want to see what they do with Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg. And basically, everyone besides Batman was pretty great in that Justice League movie. I yeah, and I don't. I agree with that. I don't really blame Ben Affleck for. I do Batman. I just think. Well, <laughs> I think that again. I've I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. They shouldn't have cast old Batman. It's a stupid idea. I I, I mean, this might just be me not being a huge Ben Affleck fan. I didn't like him as Batman. I. Uh, you know, and and whatever. It's uh, maybe it, I'm just biased with the Nolan movies and whatever. But like. I think you can do better. I, Army Hammer, too. Still, Army Hammer doesn't even need to fucking like get a voice modulator. He can just talk, and it's like, ooh, it's true. What a low, scary voice he's got. I honestly think I would have a lot of faith in Army Hammer being like, I'm gonna study Kevin Conroy. I'm gonna do the voices the way Kevin Conroy did it. I would, I would put that on Army Hammer. Like the thing about like the Batman voice. Is you just have to talk kind of like seriously, and then when you're not, when you're Bruce Wayne, you're like, "I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm having a good." You know, you just like you kind of like lighten your voice a bit. You don't have to do the whole dark thing. I mean, like, and I know everybody's gonna say, you know, and this is where I agree with a hundred percent, or I disagree with ninety nine percent of everybody with about Christian Bale. I I appreciated what he did. I appreciate what he did in Batman Begins. Batman, it was perfect in Batman Begins. It got a little more extreme as it went on, though. But I think, I, and, and it was very over the top in the other two movies, but I thought that was better than, for example, like, if you go back and watch the 90s movies, they're not as good as you think they are. Like, they're not, like... The thing about Michael Keaton's Batman is he didn't talk very much, which is kind of nice. He like, doesn't talk very much, but I don't think he really... 
Like I don't think he's quite Bruce Wayne. Bruce no, Wayne. And a, I don't think he's, he's quite Batman. I think he's a great Batman. He's not a very good Bruce Wayne. He's a good Batman for the universe that he lives in, though. Yes, and that's I the agree. problem with Batman. Is Batman lives in several different universes, so you have to pick right. and choose which kind of Batman you want to be. You know what I? You know what I would think. Um, you know what I think would be a great Batman movie. Um, and they probably don't have. They probably don't have the stones to do this. Cut us in with the whole Bat family. Right. Have it be like this is uh, this is Batman. There's Dar- there's uh, Nightwing. There's uh, Tim Drake, Robin. There's uh, Batgirl, the Huntress, Damien. I think that's a little too much, honestly. Like not just for a movie, but in general, the Bat family is a little little much. Like I would say, if you're gonna do a Batman family movie, you got Batman. Well, you got Batman, Nightwing, Robin, and Batgirl, and that's 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 it. Yeah. Like, then, you don't need Huntress and fucking Spoiler no, 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 and no. Red Robin. Maybe not, no. All Red those. Robin, yeah. Hey, listen, man, he's got the bottomless fries, okay? And, when uh, you're in the Batmobile and you're in the mood for fries, you go with Red Robin. Like, like, two more who cares sidekicks nowadays anyways? I forget their names. Like, one's, like, Blue blue jay or something and the other one's right yeah i guess what i mean is like i would love a fully realized gotham city and bat bat verse right you have it be like you're not introducing these gimmicky villains one two at a time they're just there they're all there and you don't have to worry about it you got batman you got damian wayne the best robin um i can agree with that i mean like probably i mean like if nightwing exists you got damian wayne because jason todd Awesome Red Hood and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck uh, all Jason that. Todd and Tim Drake, whatever. Damian Wayne's funny. Um, you have him. You got Nightwing. Like there's like it's this Batman and Robin movie, and then halfway through the movie, Nightwing shows up for like a scene or two, and he's like, ah, I'm Nightwing, and I came away from the dumb, dumb named city of Bloodhaven to help you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I like is I just like Batman. I like the idea when it's done well in the comics. I really love when Batman has operatives working with him. Yeah, that's yeah. Like there is the Night of the Owls or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that whole thing was cool. I mean like just make Night of the Owls the movie. Oracle. I thought Oracle was really awesome. If you made Night of the Owls the movie, you'd have to do something where you couldn't have Batman's long-lost brother. That'd oh be a little my much. God, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the Night of the Owls is pretty cool. You'd have to like switch out the main villain to be someone of note, I guess. Like you, you probably be like, ah, oh, it was me, Ra's al Ghul, the whole time, or like something Two like Face that. or something. Two Face is a, well. The reason I say Two Face is he's always disguising himself as these other aliases, aliases depending oh, on Clayface. Like, oh yeah, Cla- literally his mo. Ah, Clayface. Ah, uh, it was me, Clayface. Uh Clayface. It, it takes me out of. Uh, Batman physics just a little bit. It's fucking fantasy. They got plants. It is. I know. People. I, know. And... I mean, it's the same thing with like F- Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. I think it's like, well, it it's very fantastic. But uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I would love to see Henry Cavill in like a nice and I want them to give him a good Superman movie. You know. Yeah, that was because they cool. haven't, and he's got to fight like fucking Brainiac. Oh, speaking of which, I saw a preview for that show they're doing on Sci-Fi, that Krypton oh. show, and the I don't, they're making Brainiac, and it's like for the first time I've ever seen one of these TV shows pull off a villain, like really? just in terms of look, like it looks like Brainiac. I'm like, oh wow, wow, that's that is surprising. 
especially because it's on sci-fi. What the fuck is that? Yeah, well, it's probably it's probably a higher budget than the CW shows. But right. Yeah. It, like it looks like Brainiac. It sounds like, like I watched a little preview. Like it's only like a guy's. Like they showed like a like a like a butt. Like you know what do you call it? Like a shoulders up. Like look of him, like uh-huh. a, a pr- promotional photo, and then they had him like a f- in the in the little teaser where you see his face like talking and stuff. It's like that sound, looks it sounds like Brainiac. Now this so this is like this is a show that takes place on Krypton. I think it's a show. I think someone travels back in time and goes to Krypton. Uh, don't some, don't make it time travel. But it's like a character who's known for that kind of stuff that isn't Booster Gold. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be cool just to have the Krypton Chronicles, man. You know I what I mean? Probably what it is. have have um, Jarrell as a younger man yeah. doing doing shit. You know, but whatever. Yeah, you have him, and you got uh, it's like sexy young Jurel and sexy young Zod, and they're like <laughs> lusting over the same women, it's and like they're a, best friends. And they're best friends until something <laughs> or other. You know, it's like uh, it's like Smallville. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's I'm gonna say it's like it's like Archie, but in like Arch, yeah. <laughs> it's like a fun time. We're having fun. We're eating at the the sock hop, except we're also on Krypton. It takes place in Riverdale, Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear they're making the rebooting Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Speaking of Riverdale stuff, yeah, oh uh, yeah, but it's spooky and dark now. Are they gonna have that cat? Yes, they are. Good. It's not. Well, I don't know how they're doing the cat. I, saw, I hope it's a puppet. I saw the dumbest picture I've ever seen in my life, where it's like we got a picture of the new Salem from the from the fucking new Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show, and it's just a picture of a black cat. I'm like, fuck you, internet. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, if you're going to have a really dark, brooding, serious uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever, you got to have that cat to add some, uh, you know, levity to the situation. They should get you know? Nathan Lane should voice it. Nathan Lane. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm OK. <laughs> I mean, he's a bit seasoned. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather get someone a little bit more uh, like. Um... Shit, I forget his name. Oh, well. Paul F. Tompkins. Ooh, Paul F. Tompkins. You know? Or Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah. Or if you... Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, they got um, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings is going to be one of the aunts. Really? Yeah. I don't know much about Sabrina. I know she's got aunts. I just saw the ABC show. I never watched TGIF the show. I never liked... With S- Melissa Flockhart. Or whatever her name is. I think that's Clarissa, it. Right? Clarissa Flockhart. Clarissa, the, yeah. That's not her name. It's Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, yeah, Melissa you Joan Hart. Who's heathen? Clarissa Flockhart? Who's that? She was an actress, and she's married to Harrison Ford. Oh, that's right. She's yeah. also on Supergirl, speaking of CW shows. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, what would you say? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart, yeah. She explains it. You think of Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. I never liked those fucking sitcoms as a kid. I'm like, where are my goddamn cartoons? Fucking live yeah. action people clogging my TV screens. I would love to see just a straight uh, like uh, reboot, not reboot, but you know, a sequel series to the ABC Sabrina. The I would because I don't care for sequel. And sitcoms. it's like post APOC, right? Why is everything post APOC all of a sudden? And her her boyfriend in the show, I think his name was Harvey. He's like long dead. He he got killed by robots. Just do like a remake of, of Logan where she killed everybody on accident with her psychic witch powers or whatever. Yeah, something like and that. And she's on a road trip and she just has weird flashbacks where like, I killed them all. And like the cat, the cat's the only one that can control her. Or, the, you know, talk her down from her like episodes. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty great. Yeah, that's what it should be. And then the Predator shows up. And then the Predator. The Predator shows has up. actually showed up in Archie. There's an Archie versus Predator yes, comic. Yes, I've so, seen that. Uh, I'm not talking out of my ass here. It's uh, it's a thing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there's been Punisher versus Archie. There's yeah. been Predator versus Archie. Zombies versus Archie or something like that. And oh, also, right, Sabrina's yeah. part of the Archie universe, everyone, just in case you're confused with the right. tangents I'm making. Yeah. Um, not sure one how. of my uh, my one of my brothers watches Riverdale with his girlfriend, and they both say that it's it's uh, really good. However, I'm still skeptical. I don't know. Um, man, what the hell are we even talking about anymore? Uh, uh, we were we were talking about superheroes, and uh, yeah, that's right. Overall, I mean, uh, oh yeah, I watched Ant Man. Also, that's probably next in your yeah, that's next queue. Me, yeah. My my next one is Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Um, picking up Thor soon. Yes, yes. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, Thor Ragnarok will have been Unleashed. on my shelf as a Blu-ray. Tight. Uh, for you, it's probably the 4K treatment. 4K, huh? yeah. not Ultra HD or not not with uh, HDR, just 4K. Oh gosh, oh. my chair just broke. Anyways, uh, wow, that's uh, we'll uh, cut that out. That's a bummer. Um. I guess I'm getting a new chair this weekend. Yay. I'll leave that in. Fuck it. Some excitement here on the Filmtastic Voyage. Um, that's why you don't lean back on your chair so much as well, I do. Chairs are meant to be leaned back in. Apparently not. I don't well, know. get a new chair. <laughs> I once had a chair fall straight off. You know how like chairs are attached to the little stick, right? If they're, if they're a wheelie chair. Yeah. I had a chair that just fell clean off the stick once. And I like fell backwards and like, kicked my desk. Oh, my God. And my desk, my computer was on it. And my desk... like. Went like forty five degrees onto my wall. My all my stuff was like oh, impacted into the God. into this little crater. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so wow. I had to like carefully like make sure my computer didn't fall into this crevice oh and God. lit everything up. It wasn't. It could have been a big disaster, but thankfully it wasn't. And then I had to sit on a really low, like stool for like a, a week, Jeez. while I you know shopped around for a new chair. There, there was. Uh, I mean, I don't know. This story is not as exciting as that one, but I thought this was a funny anecdote. Loosely related is uh, back in college, we had this table, and this is from the same roommate that had the giant ass TV mm-hmm. um, that I think I mentioned in this episode. I think my last, it was one last Might have been the last episode. episode. Anyways, this guy always had access to this weird shit, right? And mm-hmm. so what we had is we had a table that, like, the base and the actual table were not screwed in together. So you had to. <laughs> And I don't think they could be either, right? Mm-hmm. So you just had this loose fucking tabletop what? that you just had to be aware of, right? Oh, just like don't like put weight on it or it'll flip? Don't lean on it or it'll flip. Yeah. So we started having these apartment parties, and we, and one of them parties. I think was like a Halloween party or something. Ooh, we, we had a ton of people over, right? Scary. And and I felt bad for this 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 one this one lady, you know, one of our friends, uh, she's dressed as uh, um, David Bowie's character in Labyrinth. It was a really cool outfit. The Anyways, Goblin King. The Goblin King, Jareth. Jareth. Um, Jared. <laughs> so this table, we reached a point with this table where it had nothing but empty beer cans just all over this table. Oh. Right? And she leaned up against it and <laughs> oh, no. the tabletop flipped and all this shit just went all over the ground. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, she got real annoyed real fast. Because everybody, you know, oh, party foul, party foul. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's saying this, and you know. Yeah. Anyways, it was uh, a funny slash sad story. That sucks. Yeah. Um, 
Anyways. Well, anyways, hey Mike, I want to I want to take a quick break from movies. I want to ask you a question about philosophy. Okay, you and these heavy ass questions. Well, I like it though. I so like it. We've talked about this at length in the past, but some new developments have come to light, and I just want right. to discuss them with you, Mike. What what is a sandwich really? What is a sandwich? Really? <laughs> really? Okay. No, so here's the thing. So, Mike, what I want to know is, like, what is a sandwich? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, How- like, here's the thing, folks at home. If you take two slices of pizza <laughs> and you stack them on top of each other and the cheese melts between them, is that a sandwich? Because no. grilled cheese is a sandwich, no. right? And put two slices of pizza on top of each other are not no. a sandwich. But if the cheese melts, no. that's a sandwich. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The cheese has to melt between exactly. them. If you take two slices of pizza and the cheese melts between them, does that become a sandwich? I no. Yes. yes, it does. Because for one, the cheese is not going to melt between them. The <laughs> no, cheese you have does to... not melt between them. <laughs> it could be especially melty cheese, but if you if you put the cheese into an oven for like five seconds and then you make a sandwich, one does not just conjure a sandwich in the universe with pure mind. You have to make it with effort. Listen, okay. Like fire. Okay. It all comes down to one basic principle for a sandwich. And people will fight me on this for the rest of my life. I'll be on my fucking deathbed. And the most I can hope for is some grandkid telling me why I'm wrong about this sandwich. That's uh-huh. the most I can hope for. <laughs> the last All right? thing you heard is that you're fucking wrong, Grandpa. You piece no, of shit. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, because this is, this is there's one simple truth, mm-hmm. I think, when it comes to a sandwich. Uh-huh. All right? But before I talk about that, I'm going to talk about... The name sandwich. Oh, don't we've all heard you've talked about it on the podcast because, before. Uh, yeah, we don't the, have the, the Earl of Sandwich. sandwich he, he had his meats. He asked for two slices of bread to put around the meat because he's a gambling man and he didn't want to get his cards oily with the oil from the meat. So that's the origin of the sandwich. Yeah. Two slices of bread to keep this guy from not getting his fucking cards greasy. Anyways, a sandwich, mm-hmm. I've come to feel, to believe, mm. is the act of sandwiching something. That's what I was the thinking. The act yeah. of sand, like, there's a, there's a turkey sandwich, there's a sex sandwich. Yeah. That's when two people Ew. sandwich a third partner, and that's a sex sandwich. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the my problem with that, though. Is that, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, a sandwich is just, like, is one thing between two simil- two same things, right? That's a sandwich. Uh, I to, would break it down even farther than I that. I have to say, though. I would the, simplify the, the, it even The outside than pieces that. have to be the same. That's important. The, okay, that see, we're already getting are, too complicated well, here. Here's the thing. So, like, you can't have a fucking, like, I'm going to make a turkey sandwich with, like, a piece of rye and half a bagel. That's fucking ridiculous, you fucking anarchist. You can't do that. You can, though. No, you can't. That's not a sandwich. You're, okay. That's like a, that's a stack of stuff. <laughs> Alex, it's just the act of sandwiching something. That's too basic. To be sandwiched. To something getting sandwiched. So it's like a car crash. Oh, shit. This car got sandwiched between two cars. Well, I'm talking culinary now, if, sandwiches, though. I mean, like, I get the, the, well, the definition of is, the physical sandwich. Let's say you have three identical Mitsubishi cars, whatever. Uh-huh. Name whatever Mitsubishi you want. I don't even know. You have three identical Mitsubishis. One of them's driving in between these two others. They sandwich this third car. It doesn't matter that they're the same. This car still got sandwiched. Uh, it got sandwiched, but it's not a sandwich. It's it yes. got sandwich a sandwich. It got sandwiched in the act of being sandwiched, but it's not a sandwich. And a also, sandwich is something that gets sandwiched. No, it's not. Well, here's the thing. Like, 
Sandwich also as an act. As I'm talking about the culinary sandwich you put in your mouth that you enjoy a delicious sandwich. Uh. You have to be also, I was thinking, the reason I bring this up is because we haven't discussed this aspect, is a oh sandwich you have God. to be able to touch the sandwich. Like if you can't have a sandwich, like you can't eat a sandwich if you can't touch the bread. I couldn't put like a piece of meat between two two fucking jello molds. That's not a sandwich. How am it, I supposed to how am I supposed to handle that, Mike? I'm gonna okay. get my hands all sticky. That, that does defeat, not that defeats the purpose of sandwich. If where I get my hands is this coming from, though? You're these are rules that are just being decided. I'm just talking by who? By me. But my okay. The only thing I have ever the the only <laughs> this is crazy. I okay. The only thing I can ever look up in terms of definitions or whatever. Is something being sandwiched, and also a sandwich existing? Well, now, d- find me somewhere in the English language. Find me like in a dictionary or encyclopedia or whatever a rule about sandwiches that says that it has to be different. Like, okay, well, here's the thing: I'm not trying to figure this. I'm not looking for like any fucking textbook <laughs> definition. I'm trying to philosophically figure out what is a sandwich. In the same way, it's like, okay, what is time? What is sandwich? Time is a measurement of the of how many sandwiches you, uh, you can eat. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. Break down. You can break down to its simplest form what a sandwich is. It's something being sandwiched. That's my argument. Well, I'm and, well, see. I'm trying to. Uh, I get what you're saying, but I'm trying to think. I don't think that makes a, a, a culinary sandwich. I'm talking about culinary sandwiches here. I say the rules still apply, and this is okay. But that, for anybody, by your definition, for, though, again, like you're admittedly, I'm oh sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like three stacks of bread is not a sandwich. It isn't. Okay, good. I agree with you. Okay, well, that's three still- slices of bread. If you were to grab three slices of bread and hold them up and say this is a sandwich, you would be wrong. But I'm arguing that it's not wrong for the same reasons that other people say it's wrong. <laughs> for me, okay. Just so everybody knows. This okay, what what was the occasion? Was it New Year's or something? This is a, it's a long-standing argument. I think we've had this discussion a few times. There was a game night that we, and then had, we had a game night that had a big discussion where there we, was six people that exploded with a just a, a huge heated argument about sandwiches. And the only reason I bring this up is because I might have also had a huge heated group discussion about sandwiches the other night. Seriously? Yeah. D- did anybody side with me? What was your what's your side again? Okay, this is my stance on a sandwich. The problem with the sandwich conversation it doesn't really end. No, no, no. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is this is my definition of a sandwich. All right, you're asking my definition of a sandwich. This is my definition definition of a sandwich. You take a slice of bread. Uh-huh. You take okay. You take two slices of bread. You put them out on the table, right? So you have these two slices of bread side by side on the table. You take a third slice of bread. You put it on top of one of these slices of bread. You take the other one and you put that on top of, of this middle bread now. That bread has been sandwiched. Therefore, it is a bread sandwich. Only if the the, the top and bottom piece are no. the same kind. That's just if, if they're all three different kinds of breads, it's a tower of bread. It's not a bread sandwich. It is the act of sandwiching. No, it, it is the act of sandwiching. Well, I kind of do agree with you, though, in the sense that I think a sandwich needs, like, much like art needs to be created with the intent of making a sandwich. Like, you can't just have something a suddenly exactly. be sandwich. But, like, the reason that... Here's the, the the crux of this thing, and the reason I wanted to talk about it, I guess, or one of the several reasons. Um, so, uh, la- the last time 
I had this argument discussion. Someone argued that I've had like it's like in the past I've had burgers that were too big I couldn't put them in my hands I had to cut them up therefore they're not sandwiches. And no, that doesn't apply. I don't think I personally think. It started if off. If it looks like a sandwich, it's a sandwich. If it was made as a sandwich, it's a sandwich. Isn't exactly. that a, no, I agree. If you can't eat it like a sandwich, it's not the sandwich's fault. If you modify how you eat it or how you whatever after the fact, it is still a sandwich. It because the intent was to make a sandwich. Also, actually, the actually the, the origin of this. So someone we went to Taco Bell and someone got like a taco pizza, which is like our tortilla yeah, with meat and a tortilla yeah. and stuff on top of it. So it's like, would meat between two tortillas be a sandwich? Maybe. But then there's stuff on top of it. Does that ruin the sandwich because you can't touch it anymore? And it became a discussion of touchability, sandwich touchability. Like if you, if you can't hold it in your hands, does it become a sandwich? Is it not a sandwich anymore at that point? Like if you put, if you had a sandwich like with bread and meat, and then like you put like gravy and stuff all over it, and you couldn't touch it with your hands. If we're does, talking Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> go continue. Well, like, if you can't touch it, doesn't that defeat the point of a sandwich? Is it therefore no longer a sandwich? Okay. If we're t- <laughs> Taco, you're talking about Taco Bell's, I, I believe it's called the Mexican pizza. Yeah, whatever that is. Right? Their intention was to make a Mexican pizza. So that is a pizza. Yes. Okay. That is not a sandwich. But if it's, I'm just saying, well, for the sake of our, we, the philosophical discussion was if you put meat between two tortillas, is that a sandwich? If you put, well, um, like I mean, it's it like a I quesadilla. It is. is a quesadilla a sandwich? A quesadilla is like no, che- melted cheese between two tortillas. Is that a grilled cheese? Sandwich? That's where it gets. That's where it gets. I think a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I see. I would say it's a type of. It could be a type of sandwich. Yes. Okay. Because it, it's being sandwiched, but uh, you wouldn't call that a sandwich. Well, a hot like a hot dog's not a sandwich. But if you took a hot dog bun and you split it, you cleft it in twain, and you and then you put a hot dog between that, is that now a sandwich? I'd say technically, yeah. But okay. you, but you wouldn't. So I think that's where you get into these weird, like, kind of like semantics, where it's like, well, somewhere off in fucking Germany, someone made a frankfurter. So mm. to them, they're calling this a frankfurter. And then for us, it's like whatever. Someone at a ball game or something was like, oh, it's like a. Hot dog, yeah, right? Well, so I, I think it like it. That's where gonna, it gets a little I'm, bit. It, well, I'm just talking like definition, like you know, like you know, is it like you know? Definition, I'd say, since it's getting sandwiched, then yes, it's a sandwich. Okay. Um, I don't think you'd call it a sandwich, though. At the same time, though, I think you can. You don't need bread to make a sandwich. You can like there was that thing. Remember that KFC thing where they made like a sandwich with like two. Two pieces of chicken and like something in the yeah. middle. That's a sandwich. It's disgusting, yes. but it's a sandwich. And also with lettuce. A lot of times people have lettuce and then like the filling in between the lettuce. It depends. Of... If it's wrapped, though, it becomes a wrap and not a sandwich. Yeah, if you wrap it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> but here's this is what I get. This is what I, 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 I. This is what surprises me that so many people have a problem with this specific concept, and that's the concept of a bread sandwich. I, I, I agree with that. You can make a bread sandwich, but you lose me when you have three different slices of bread. Three no, di- my argument is the th- the three slices are the same. That's the, that's a, both are wrong. One is a is three pieces of bread, and the other is three different pieces of bread stacked on top of each other. How neither of which it, are a sandwich. How is it changing the act of being sandwiched? A sandwich has to have two same <laughs> outer pieces and a different inner no. piece to be a sandwich. Yes, no. it does. Yes, it does. It it only needs to be sandwiched. 
It only needs to be the act of sandwiching this then, thing. You tell me, what's the difference between a sandwich that with three different pieces? Like, what's the, like, if I put, like, a piece of bread and a piece of lettuce and, like, a piece of chicken, that's a sandwich, right? According uh-huh. to you. What's the difference between, like, a sandwich and a stack of stuff, then? Define because a stack of stuff. I think what or I m- think what a lot of people are getting caught up in is <laughs> these are the kind of sandwiches that that people don't eat or th- that don't make sense or just suck. Like like a, like three slices. Of, okay, if you're taking like one slice of the same bread and stacking it between or sandwiching it between two slices of that same bread, it's a shitty sandwich. It's a fucking, it, that's a sandwich that no one wants to eat. But I don't think that makes it not a sandwich. I think it does. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one then. It's sort of like, uh, like, okay, what defines a pizza? Uh, well, it's, um, it's a flat dough, like spread uh-huh. out, into, uh, spread out with a, it doesn't always have to have a crust, but usually it does. And it's got toppings on it. That's kind of it. It doesn't have to, like, it usually has a sauce and a kind of cheese. Right. But really, the definitive characteristic of a pizza is how the dough is made, I would argue. Because you put stuff on top of that. Yeah. Now, let's say someone came along and they're like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this pizza dough, right? And I'm going to design it just like a pizza would be. And then I'm going to take a slightly smaller... Flattened dough and put it on top of this dough. Now that sounds like a really shitty pizza, but it's still a pizza. It's not a sandwich. No, because you're not sandwiching anything. We're putting the dough on top of it. But there's nothing in between the the top dough and the bottom dough. Wait, oh, I thought you, I thought it was sauce and cheese. No, oh. I'm talking about just that, you just have that's two this pieces dough. of dough on top of each other. I would argue that's just a dough pizza. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, Again, it's not something that anybody would want. It's not something that anybody would want to eat. But if the defining characteristic of a pizza is in the dough, you can put any topping you want on top of that, including the same kind of thing. See, I think we have different philosophical ideas of what constitutes food in general. Probably. So, because like I think that two things next to each other don't become a thing until you have to like you have to like. Use fucking alchemy and convert them to sandwich or pizza or whatever. You can't just put like a bunch of things next to each other and call it a thing. What we need, honestly, is a culinary artist to be on the show. Real sandwich artist. A real sandwich artist, and 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 clear it up for us. Yeah, that's what we need. Well, follow up question. So this is pretty okay. much finished. But follow up question: Is soup is is cereal a soup? Is, cer- no. is cereal a kind of soup? No. You, is it though? Uh, well, okay. What's your stance on this? I haven't thought about this. I I don't I don't have much. Uh, it's hard to say. I feel like no, just because that would make it gross. But I think I would say no because I think a soup has to have a broth that's con- exactly that has more. But then again, you can just have like a just stuff in like chicken stock, and that's a soup. Well, what do you what do you mean? Like because because I I would say soups always have broth. Yeah, well, I don't know what a broth is. I guess because like, there's know chicken the broth. Well, yeah, well, I don't know fish what, broth. I, can, I don't know what the definition of creamy. But then there's cream based soups. Are those those are broths? I don't know what. I guess see. those are broths. See, I guess I don't know enough about soup. Everyone in the comments, write in if you if you know what the definition of soup is, and if you think cereal is a soup. And then and then that's, that's the thing. Also, is like I would say, okay, soup has to be hot, but it doesn't because there's borscht. Yeah, it's cold soup, which is an 
I don't like that. I don't like borscht, mm-hmm. but it is a soup. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, you can put things in water, and it's technically a soup also. Is it? Like, if you put, like, meat and stuff in water, and the water absorbs and it's just the cold? meat... No, it's hot soup. Like you boil okay. water and you put stuff in it, and then the water absorbs the flavors. That's still soup. No, I agree. It's a. It might be a pretty crappy soup, depending on what you use, but it's still soup. See, I think. Um, well, because here's the thing: can you soup something? What? Well, because you can sandwich something. Can you soup something? No, but you can't pizza something either. So I don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, I don't know. I'd have to think about this, but I I don't feel like cereal is a soup. Uh, I I feel the thing that like soups can be pretty, pretty chunky, but I feel it's like the the chunkiness of the of the of the cereal that sort of ruins it. But I'm not sure. Cereal is like a very specific. It's a very if if any I don't know because the, it, it would mean that there would be this this one branch of soup. That's cereal. It's like, it's it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I don't that's know. a weird one. Also, last thing, huh. Pop-Tarts or ravioli? What's my preference? That's what I'm saying. Pop-Tarts are ravioli. I just want to say that. I'm going to clear the air and say that Pop-Tarts are indeed. No. Also, yeah, they are. They're a thing. They're, they're bread filled with something. Would you put a ravioli in the toaster to have it pop? I'm just saying, construction-wise, the construction is, of is, a ravioli is the same as the construction of a Pop-Tart. They're, they are bread filled with something. The name Pop-Tart implies two things about the Pop-Tart. I mean, like a Hot Pocket's also that a ravioli. Pop, one that it pops out of a, out of a toaster... And secondly, that it's originally tart. I think you're thinking too literally. It was it was just, because I think the original flavor was like strawberry or something. Mm. So it's like, oh, this is a pop tart because it's tart and it popped. My mom used to get me store brand uh, frostingless pop tarts, and uh, I think she hated me. <laughs> and then you said hot pockets are also a ravioli. Yeah, it's a pe- it's a bread that has filling inside of it. That it's- I can believe a little bit more, but well, I'd also say it's more like a calzone or something. I mean, a calzone is just a it's big like ravioli, a isn't it? Because they're pouches. Yeah, it's like a thing pouch. But uh, but a ravioli is not a pouch. I mean, it's it's a pouch in the sense that it, it there's a it's di- I don't know, man. It's different. It I think it's different. All right. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> so okay, you can say that ravioli and pop tarts are like in the same phylum. Uh-huh. But the moment someone takes a slice of bread and sandwiches it between two slices of bread, it has of a to be similar if cut, it's the same type that it's of bread. Not a sandwich. If it's a piece of sourdough between two pieces of rye, that's a bread sandwich. That counts. If it's a piece of sourdough on top of a piece of rye on top of a piece of white bread, that's three slices of bread stacked on top of each other. I don't know, man. Okay, everyone in the comments, back one of us up. Everybody's gonna side with you. Well, I hope so because I'm right. The, the 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 vast majority of of this argument sides with you. Well, Trust, surely I'm sure for someone, someone who's been it. having this argument with people for eight like ten years, I think it. Uh, you know, yeah. they should really ask this question in political debates. I think I it, 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 listen. If I was one of the people chosen to ask a question during like a town hall debate. You know, uh, that's what I would ask. Yeah, like they should do those things. Well, also, there's like celebrities going to Reddit sometimes, and like it's like ask me any question you want. Oh yeah, I should probably next time. I I, I don't really. I've never actually said or done anything on Reddit because I'm a fucking ghost and I don't really care. 
to have <laughs> it, I have online presence um, in terms of like the text form. Um, it's probably why I, <laughs> it's probably why our Twitter is so barren. But um, I should ask. Hey, it's three stacks of bread on top of each other, bread sandwich. Yeah. Let's see what happens. See if like just, President like you know Obama or something what they have to say about it. I, I honestly, I, uh, one day seriously, I would like to consult a culinary expert and ask them what. Because I've asked, like, here's the thing, like I've asked waitresses and waitresses are like, yeah, that's a bread sandwich. They're just trying to get you to shut the fuck up. Then. <laughs> Probably. Are you, gonna, are you gonna order something or what? Yeah, I'll have the bread sandwich. <laughs> no, that's a real question. If you go to a restaurant, you order a bread sandwich. What do they give you? Yeah, what do they give you? Are they going to give you a bread sandwich? Okay. Now, this isn't really giving anything away about anything, but we both found out recently that we like this diner called Harry's. Well, this is let's hey, let's plug Harry's. There's a there's a diner in Burbank called Harry's. Yeah. Uh, excellent diner. It's just like super fun or like, you know, it's like it's like the it's like got like fun. It's like what you think of when you think diner. It's great. Yeah. You, mm. me, our significant others go to Harry's. One of us, probably me, order a bread sandwich and see what they and and see if they ask what kind of bread I want, right? I'll be like, wheat. And then and then see if they ask me a follow-up to that. Oh, well, what do you want in the inside of it? I think they'll be really confused and they probably say, please order something real. <laughs> um What the fuck is this shit? Also here's order what, something real. Here's what I'll also say. Well Huh. I mean, like I again I'm not really Changing my opinion, I guess, but also toast. Like if you toast the outside things, it's still also a sandwich. I don't know. Oh, you mean like but, if it's the same bread, but you toast the two I'm, outside? But I still think it's a bread sandwich. If it's the two outside breads are different than the thing in the middle, that's all that matters to me. As long as the two thing outside things are the same thing. I see. I don't know where any of those rules come from. I think like, and you, I know we're going in circles here, but like, I just don't. You know. can get sandwiched by two different things, but then at, when it's in its and when it's in a state of rest, it's not a sandwich. To get sandwich is different than being a sandwich. If, like, you know, if, I don't know, in some weird, wacky world, a, like, a, a, a fucking chicken is sideswiped side by, a, a, like, a hot dog bun and a piece of sourdough, that chicken's got, got sandwich. But okay. then when, when it's in rest, it's not a sandwich. But when you win something, what does that make you? A winner. What? <laughs> so if you get san- if, if If to win something is to be a winner... Then to be sandwiched is to be a sandwich. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but I also think it's not true because the culinary food is weird. Like, there's you, like, yeah, like, tomatoes are a fruit, but they're not. It's like that kind of shit. You just don't want me walking up to you one day and being like, "Hey, man, I'm really enjoying this bread sandwich," and it's just three slices. Of no, the you same do you. You do you. I'm not. As long as you don't give me a bread sandwich, I'll be fine. I don't care what you eat. Oh God. I well, I you know, I don't think there'll ever be an occasion where anybody's sitting around eating bread sandwiches. Hey, um, all right. Well, but anyways, <laughs> I think we've here at the film Tastic Voyage. Uh, that was exactly <laughs> everything I hoped it would be. Um, yes, that was great. Uh, one last story before we hit the road. Sure. So, um, a fun freelance story, or oh. like not freelance. I don't really do. Uh, you know, I'm full time employed, but I had a. Uh, sometimes people are like, "Hey, are you free to do something?" And right. Usually, no, because I'm busy. Um. Today I got an offer. Some people, uh, people from uh, live action folk, um, are like, one of my favorite and least favorite things simultaneously in the world is people who don't know animation coming in to ask to do animation. Um, one of them was like, or so this this 
this um, these two two women who were very lovely and they had a really funny idea and I really wish I could have done something with it. They were like, we want to make this fun fun thing with like octopuses. It's gonna be fun. Um, we we uh we are you're gonna be the only animator and it's gonna be five minutes long and we'll pay you a thousand dollars. So five minutes. You're the only animator. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Well, so I had to run him back and be like, um, like, I like your idea a lot. It's really cool. Uh-huh. That would literally take a thousand hours. I'm not yeah. kidding. To no, animate a five true. minute of a film by yourself with a goddamn octopus. Yeah. Which is a lot of legs. Would be yeah. um, thousands of hours. And so that's less than a dollar an hour. Um, and I, I just said, I don't really have time. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Um. It, but, it is very frustrating. Well, like it's not that frustrating. Like what I try to do in these situations, though, is I try to like give them perspective. Clearly, they don't know. I'm like, so first of all, also I do. I'm a 3D animator, and they wanted a 2D animation thing. So they they just knew I was an animator. They right. Knew, so I was also like, oh, by the way, I don't I don't do 2D. You probably want 2D. Um. So I basically gave them like a quick list of things. Like if you wanted to do this in 3D, you're gonna have to. It's an octopus, so it's underwater, and you're gonna to, to sell underwater. You're gonna need a lot of things like caustic lighting and fluid uh, sim, uh, dynamics, or and, you know particle yeah. effects and that kind of stuff. If you want to sell it in 3D space to make it look more realistic, um, so you're probably gonna want to do it in 2D. And if you do it in 2D, you're gonna have to draw everything, which will take forever. Right. Um, and also, one person can't do that. And I basically said, if you're gonna want more artists and you want to <laughs> separate the roles, because they didn't even know that. Like, I, I had a feeling they didn't really have a thought of, like backgrounds need to be made that's always something that people forget about is backgrounds well but that's the thing is like they're it all stems back to it's like they're not thinking like an artist would probably no they're thinking in live action which is the trouble right i mean like i try to like i i I don't mind i don't really think i'm not like oh look at these these dummies because like they don't know and it's fine Uh, i try to help them out but it's just i always find it funny i just find it so amusing just like the 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 you know the 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 restrictions that they have or like uh, like you know five minutes uh, for this much like that's doable right and it's like not even close um, you wonder where they get that from well they get from live action because like they just point a camera and shoot right and, that's that, and yeah. they don't have to think about it like i remember my sister um when she was in college she went to she does film stuff and um she was like oh me and my friend want to make a, a short film will you help us i'm like okay i'll think about it and they're like okay here's the script it's got it's gonna be like four minutes long it's got like 20 characters uh you know can you do that and i'm like and so I wrote like a really long email being like, here's how this is impossible. Um, and this is why animation's about. Yeah. That's, uh, I, you know, I think um, more than a lot of things, I think animation is one of those things where you, you need to like sort of really check and see what, it's like you need to know about that world. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and it, it, it Especially if you're someone sitting there going, you know what? I want to make an animated film. I'm going to look for an animator now. It's sort of like, well, then why are you here? Like, I mean, no offense to anybody, but well, they, it's sort of like you need to know. Yeah, they do have to write the <laughs> script and stuff too, but they also don't. I'm sure they don't have a storyboard in mind. There's like a lot no. of steps they're missing. Yeah. Um, and like again, I want to. I want to. These these women seem really smart and sure. And yeah, like they, they don't have no. really good work, and I really hope they make this film because it actually sounds like a really cool idea. I just uh, yeah. I was just like, oh geez, this is another just like classic, uh, another thing. Um, that also reminds me. I think it was um, Jeff Loeb, right? Is that the guy's name? Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Yeah. He remember he was writing the Long Halloween, and uh, he was a screenwriter before that. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he wrote Commando and uh, Teen Wolf. <laughs> 
Okay. And so he was writing the long Halloween with Tim Sale, and he was like, you know, going over like the layouts and stuff with him. He's like, hey, Tim, this is really good. For this shot, let's like push the camera in a little more. And Tim Sale's like, so you mean redraw the fucking page? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yo, yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Oh my God. I forget if it's Tim Sale or Jeff Loeb. I think it's Tim Sale that's colorblind. Oh, that makes sense. Why his yeah. things are so inky and dark. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, it, it, his artwork is really interesting. Like, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, very stylized. It's one of those things where it's an artist who's like, it feels like his art. Like you know how like a lot of times as artists get older, their work gets more stylized and sometimes yeah. worse. It seems like his has always been stylized and always consistently good. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he he's mastered his uh, his style. Kind of like Mike Mignola, right? Just like really, really. Uh, graphic and like stylized, but also consistent and hasn't gotten sloppy and weird throughout the years. Right. I mean, um, one artist that I used to really be into and like his stuff is still really fucking great. So I don't want to like put him down really, but I mean, there has been talk and I've seen it a little bit, how like Jim Lee's style has sort of gone backwards. I haven't noticed, but I haven't like ever been like wowed by his like, recent stuff like it's like it's all very good obviously it's all very good yeah but, but like yeah i don't know like i remember like hush like batman hush is really great and like his stuff it's like it's like i guess he's like peaked he's peaked i don't know right yeah um well, what were we saying about him though oh just he, he reached a point where it's sort of he had a template for every single thing he does mm. and that's why when you look at like especially like the new 52 stuff when he was like the lead whatever designer yeah. whatever um and i think he was doing justice league for a little while it's like you'd look at people's faces and you'd be like oh this like that and that are the same like, yeah you know what i mean artists tend to do that they have a lot of same face well especially if you're a comic artist because that shit is hard it is hard and i like you know um the only time like i think the only time i ever find it to be annoying is like greg land who's obviously traces obvious pornography and it's really weird oh like he's got like it's like his poses and positions are obviously taken like right from porno it's weird oh man i i don't know if i've seen that you can find it online if you search his stuff like yeah he used to do like fantastic four and stuff huh. and the only reason i like i i just remember people making fun of him i'm like yeah i mean the thing about comics like i don't care about like people trace tracing is fine you basically, it's a one-month turnaround for 22 pages. Mm-hmm. You basically just do whatever the fuck you can. Like, it's... Yeah, no, like, bit like you know, the fucking the best painters, like, you know, your Alex, uh, Alex Ross, and even, like, um, uh, the, the poster guy. What's his name? Poster guy. The guy that does all the amazing posters. Isn't it Alex Ross? No, the... Uh... The guy did like the Indiana Jones posters and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh What's his shit, name? I don't remember his name. Uh, Struzan, Drew Struzan. Yeah. Um, like you know, they would take photographic reference and just draw over it. Right. Yeah. It's like you know, and you should. Well, because like yeah, your time's a constraint. You're already a great artist. You don't need to worry about that. Well, and that's the thing is like a lot of people think there's these rules that you need to follow with that sort of thing, and it's like you don't. You, yeah. You just do whatever you th- you know you do whatever works. Norman Rockwell would paint, would draw, would trace people and paint him. He's a great artist. Yeah. It depends. Like again, like. If you're not working on a deadline, I'd say like, what are you doing? But you're you're a fucking working artist, right? Yeah. Listen, and you learn that way too. So. No rules, just tools. You know, it applies to art. It applies to sandwiches. Yeah. 
you know, everything. There's the classic thing in movies where it's like, you know, for animated movies or VFX or something, it's like all that matters is the camera. If your character, like the back of his head could be freaking out, his like hair could be like falling out or like, you know, it's for 3D, obviously, or like, mm. uh, like you know, his skin might be warped or something. As long as he looks fine in camera, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many things that people do to cheat in the in the computer worlds. It's very fun. <laughs> this has been uh, quite a, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like we had a like a really by the book like Oscar episode last time, and this one's just like going, we're we're going deep. Well, the reason good you guys are getting a nice bites of uh, both sides here. Well, it's because uh, because of the Oscars, and we come because we're kind of recording these last few episodes really in a row due to you being sick and the Oscars and all that. I haven't really seen many movies. Yeah, and, not too uh, much. I don't have and I don't have many movies on the mind that aren't the ones we've already talked about. It's true. Pretty soon here, though. Holy shit, we're gonna get back into uh, oh yeah some awesome next movies. time. We're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff like for person like for movies that come in theaters. Wrinkle in Time's coming out. I'll definitely have yeah. seen that by the time. Uh, Death of Stalin's coming out. Want to see that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I'm sure I'll see a slew of other movies on DVD There's or whatever. Red Sparrow? Or that's already out. That's already it? out. I'm going to give that one a pass. Mm. Um, Death Wish. <laughs> Funny thing. If you ever want a definitive proof that the Rotten Tomatoes user review score is totally bullshit... Uh, go to the Death Wish uh, um, user reviews and look at them because they're all five stars. It's fucking SJWs no to suck my dick. Fucking guns. Seriously. And it has like an 85% audience score. It's Bro. like, it, it's, Rotten Tomatoes is, don't, the they should just get rid of the audience score. It sucks. It does. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're not gonna, I know, whatever, but still. It's it's the most rigged, useless thing. Could you imagine being that guy that's like all about the Bruce Willis Death Wish? It's, yeah, that's my favorite movie of 2018. Oh, I guess in the perfect role, best picture, Bruce Willis, best actor. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> sad. It's also you also look at Black Panther. And Black Panther has like 10 percent lower than every other Marvel movie, which is a little suspicious. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's earned just a fucking treasure. Tre- Scrooge McDuck would be swimming around in the, the, the amount of money. Well, uh, Scrooge McDuck lives at Disney. So. Black Panther movie made. So surprisingly, actually I've been looking at the box office numbers. I'm surprised it has, it's not overtaken the last Jedi. I thought for sure it was gonna, I thought for sure. Oh, the last Jedi made $620 million. Uh, currently black, uh, the last Jedi. And in terms of its day to day match right now is like 15 million ahead. And like, oh, I thought Black Panther would. I, I I assumed it would just it would beat it, but I guess not. Uh, I I interesting. Well, mostly, I, I wouldn't have. I I thought I. I mean, let you know these Star Wars movies are fucking cash cow. I mean, I love craziness. Star Wars and the Last Jedi and all that, but I just thought like you know, based on the internet, that people wouldn't have seen it more than once or twice, and so you it would be right. less have less wheels. But I guess it made a lot of money. Yeah. So both good movies. I'll buy both of those and yeah, watch the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's been that. Yeah, dude. Everyone, let us know what you think about sandwiches. We do want to hear. Uh, if you want to send us all your sandwich ideas or even your favorite sandwich recipes. <laughs> or just uh, send us sandwiches. Or just send us sandwiches. You can email those sandwiches at filmtasticvoyage at gmail.com or send them through the, film, the filmtasticvoyage.com page or to send sandwiches to our Film Tested Voyage uh, Facebook page. That's right. That's probably the best way to sandwich us. <laughs> Listen, 
the Filmtastic Voyage podcast is sandwiched between some other great podcasts here on the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. Be sure to check out uh, all your great pod, all these great podcasts, all your favorite podcasts. See, I think that counts because they're both podcasts. So they're like they're not the same podcast, but they're both podcasts. So I think you can do a sandwich like that. It's just vague enough. Listen, to Listen, if you have late seating podcasts on the top and three for adventure on the bottom, you can still be sandwiched, even then, though they're all three different. Then things. you make the argument that like you know pumpernickel and rye are both bread. The ones <laughs> in that work, and it's, I don't know, it's a mess. It's a whole mess. It is a mess. I, mean, I need. I'm gonna need more bread so I don't get myself dirty from all this this sandwich mess. Listen, man, life's a mess, humans are a mess, but a beautiful mess. Hey, put a sandwich on it. <laughs> you know, I, I can get behind that. I'll, wear, I'll, I'll make a shirt that says that. Anyways, uh, Let Me Listen Podcast Network, uh, it's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes. Leave us some ratings, leave us some comments, uh, tell your friends about us. Don't tell us about your friends, though. We're done with that. Not again. We're, we're grouches over here at the uh, Fantastic Voyage. Anyways, folks, uh, I've been Mike Harding. And I've been Sandwich Keller. <laughs> we will uh, we'll sandwich, you, we'll sandwich <laughs> you soon. 